Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode. That is, ask me anything. I love to answer your questions. And if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to Victor at VictorJM.com. That's Victor at VictorJM.com. Today's question comes from Chris in Long Island. He asks, Hi, Victor. You've talked about many different asset classes on the show, but I haven't heard you talk about cryptocurrency. Why haven't you talked about it? And what are your thoughts on cryptocurrency? Well, Chris, this is a great question. In order to answer the question, we need to go back to the very definition of what's money. I don't know if this is a strictly a dictionary definition, but in my mind, in order for something to be money, it has to have at least three characteristics. Number one, it's got to be a means of exchange. Number two, it has to be a store of value. And number three, it has to be easily divisible into different sizes. So you can use it to exchange for something over a wide spectrum of goods, services, and commerce. So let's look at cryptocurrency, maybe like Bitcoin or Ethereum or any of a host of others, and measure them against those three criteria. So number one, as a means of exchange, it's not great. There are more methods coming into play but you just can't go out and buy groceries with cryptocurrency. Number two, as a store of value, that it definitely fails. The value cryptocurrencies have been extremely volatile, both up and down. The value seems to be linked to the number of coins in existence and demand for those coins. The notion of value is based on the promise that supply of coins won't be inflated and debased the way the dollar is being printed. And then finally, number three, Most coin exchanges like Coinbase allow for fractional purchase of coins. So maybe the third one is satisfied. But against these three measures, the definition of what's money, I can't see how this looks anything like money. If you pick a currency like the US dollar, a Canadian dollar, the British pound, or the euro, you've got a banknote in your hands. Each of these is a note that denotes the value representation. And you can take that note and deposit it in a bank, which has a centralized database. They keep track of how much money is owed to you. And if you choose to come to the bank and make a withdrawal, that centralized database may not be 100% perfect, but it's pretty trustworthy. I assert that it's trustworthy because virtually all of the listeners here on this show have a certain amount of their liquid cash on deposit at the bank, where it's being tracked in that same central database. Now, I'm talking about a central database for reasons that will be apparent in a minute. You see, the argument for cryptocurrency is that there is no bank keeping track of your funds. The database technology that sits underneath cryptocurrency is based on a technology called blockchain. And the blockchain is a database that is distributed across thousands, if not millions, of computers. So there's literally thousands or millions of copies of your transactions being recorded across all those computers. The argument is that if someone were to tamper with the records in the database, it would be virtually impossible for them to tamper with all of those copies of your records. The inconsistency would show up instantly and the fraud would be exposed. So cryptocurrency has some security features that are interesting and compelling. But on the flip side, that inherent security doesn't come for free. It's a technical problem associated with the fundamental architecture of a distributed database. And that's scalability. And I don't care if the database is being used to track something of monetary value or tracking inventory. It has a wide array of uses. The problem of scalability still exists. And I can tell you from firsthand experience how fast computers are because I've designed computers. I was a microprocessor designer for much of my career. A single computer updating a single entry in a database can complete that operation in a few microseconds. But if you take that same change and you recalculate the signature 
a thousand times across a thousand computers across a network or 10,000 computers, it's clearly going to take a lot longer. So blockchain technology is essentially a slow distributed database. It's not fast at all. So I have a hard time with the notion of value being attached to these coins because it isn't anything. I'll say that again. The only value is that people agree that it has value. It's not based on any intrinsic value. And without the link to intrinsic value, it's too easy for air to be let out of that system. When people talk about investing in Bitcoin, I don't even understand the logic of that sentence. It's a little like investing in baseball cards. The notion of value is purely based on scarcity. I come from the world of value creation, and for me, money comes in one of three ways. Number one, it comes as earned income. And that word earned is important because in the world of earned income, income is only earned when you create value. You sit down on your hands at the job, you'll get fired. You're not creating value. You're not going to earn income. Number two, residual income. Residual income comes from the leftover cash created by a business that creates value. And then number three, capital gains. And this is from the notion of value being created as a multiple of net income. So you're pulling forward that future income into the notion of value when you attach it to a business or an asset. Those are the, really the three ways that you can get money. So when I see people earning money by flipping assets, whether it's flipping contracts or flipping stocks or flipping houses, the amount of value creation in that process is minimal. Have people experienced huge capital gains in cryptocurrency? Well, clearly the answer is yes. Have people lost money? Well, absolutely. In my world, investing has the notion of value at its foundation speculating on the future price is not investing in my world. That's called gambling. That's called speculation. I believe there's risk in everything we do. But when it comes to investing, I want to take calculated risk and not play the game of chance. Thank you, Chris, for an awesome question. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. Talk to you again tomorrow.